Tonight's talk is Consciousness, Creativity, and the Brain. And um, if you have a golf ball-sized consciousness, when you read a book, you'll have a golf ball-sized understanding. When you look out, a golf ball-sized awareness. And when you wake up in the morning, a golf ball-sized wakefulness. But if you could expand that consciousness, then you read the book, more understanding. You look out, more awareness. And when you wake up, more wakefulness. It's consciousness. And there's an ocean of pure, vibrant consciousness inside each one of us. It's at the base of all mind and all matter. And it's not the intellectual understanding of this field, but the experiencing of it that does everything. And the final outcome of this growth of consciousness is called enlightenment. to The Bridge with Flynn Disney. The Bridge is an attempt to cross over into known unknowns and unknown unknowns. To give you an image of what this means, I want you to imagine two banks of a river. From one, you can see the other, but you don't know how to get across. We can describe these as our known unknowns. They are familiar, but we don't know how to access them. On the other hand, we have our unknown unknowns. And here I want you to imagine a long bridge going deep into the fog where you can just about make out where it starts, but you have no idea where it finishes. These will be the guiding topics of the podcast. And the intention is as it is with a bridge, to create ease of access between these two points of where we are and where we could be. In this way, the bridge is an extended metaphor of the portal. The portal is this idea that appears in fiction of a strange glimmer of light that upon closer examination reveals a hidden world of potential perspective and possibility. This is a motif that appears in fiction, the rabbit hole of Alice in Wonderland, the wardrobe of the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, and Platform 9 and 3 quarters of Harry Potter. And they say there are no such things as fiction books, and we'll see if that's true. To give you a little bit more context of this idea of the portal, I want to describe four major portals from my own life. The first one of these was through parkour. I've been a practitioner now for 14 years. And before you have any image coming into your mind, I want you to take a step away from what you think you know. I can barely define what parkour is, and I've been a dedicated practitioner for all of this time, so please relax your sense of understanding. So when I first saw somebody backflipping off of a wall 
for some strange reason, it didn't just catch my attention, it fascinated. And it was perhaps the freedom and the possibility of this and the unconstrained, undefined nature of parkour at this point that drew me in like nothing ever had and opened up my worldview like nothing ever has. This was my first portal. The second. I spent a number of years practicing parkour and enjoying it, but not really making any progress, feeling held back by the stories that I was telling myself about myself. My view of learning was, we could say, static, having this sense of limitation about what I could learn. And one day, whilst I was out training on the South Bank, which is the space in London where many parkourists go to move, I saw a number of higher level practitioners, the elite of the day, moving in this little alleyway, and they were not training in the way that I had seen portrayed in martial arts films and Jackie Chan films and Bruce Lee films, things like this, but they were playing. It was not that they were focused, fixated on winning, losing, but they were just blending every moment into this sort of amalgamation of presentness and joy and play, and I had never seen anything like this before. I'm also very fortunate to have the person who was present in this moment uh, as my first guest, so uh, Mr. Daniel Alabaca will be on the podcast very soon. This opened up a, another portal into this possibility of the internal world and how this relates to the external world, because the way that they were moving and the way that they were feeling, both of these things were so different from what I'd seen before. It was like the playfulness, the curiosity was somehow generating this skill. And the two seemed so linked in a way that I just, I just didn't understand. Many years later, I met my third portal. And this came in the form of working with dogs as a dog trainer, behavioral psychologist, whatever you call it. And I started this process with an understanding of what you might call behaviorist psychology. So this is the perspective of rewarding behavior, creating aversives, but manipulating the behavioral aspect and having no regard for the internal aspect. So a very mechanistic view of the whole process. And I ran into the inadequacy of this perspective firsthand, uh, both in regards to the dogs that I was working with and the people. And the thing that I experienced that influenced me the most was this curious space between, or rather this curious similarity between the negative, let's say, psychological states that I had experienced. And with this, I'm speaking about anxiety and depression and uh, these sorts of things that many of us have experienced. And how the dogs that I was working with seemed to be exhibiting very, very similar behaviors. And I thought, how is this possible? Given that we are rational creatures who live on this psychological plane, 
how could these animals be experiencing the same as us? And this observation opened up a world into what I describe as psychophysiology. Uh, this being the space between our mind and our body and how these two forces are less distinct than we might think. And we can expand that definition beyond mind and body to incorporate environment and interpersonal relationships and all sorts of other things. And we will not go into those just now. This started me on a route of study that has led me to where I am now. And within this process, I have come across a number of ideas that I'm very excited to dive into, many of which I am not qualified to lead that dive. This is also a large motivation for me to start this podcast because there are many people out there who have some of these answers that I have questions for. Something that I am very fond of, an idea that I'm very fond of, comes from this quote from the physicist David Deutsch, anything that can be done, can be done with the right information. And the point that stems from this is that what we don't know is within what we don't understand. And there seems to be a lot that we don't know in this current strange moment of division around the world and indeed within ourselves. And so the fourth, the fourth portal that I experienced, which is one that I haven't spoken about, so hopefully I can capture this on the first attempt. This one was the portal of love, love and acceptance. And this came from a wonderful friend of mine who first spoke to me and she made me laugh so much I cried. And the second time she spoke to me, I cried so much I laughed. This is a very special friend of mine who is a wonderfully deep, intuitive, strange and interesting person who put my life on a different track purely by loving me. And this is something that I just didn't understand was possible until I experienced it, this sense of assurance. And in a large sense, uh, that has allowed me to take that step into boldness uh, that I am enacting <laughs> right now as you listen to this and putting myself into that space of vulnerability because I know that I am held in some way. And perhaps the last thing I would like to say on this is my orientation over the last number of years has shifted away from viewing myself as the protagonist of my own story and towards being a supporting character in a cosmic story. And within this, I have found a lot of freedom, well, a lot of freedom and meaning within service. And I say freedom because this idea has allowed me to clarify my own intentions and has reduced my self-consciousness. And I say meaning because this orientation of leaving a positive force behind myself when I, when I 
<laughs> when I die. I was about to say pass on there, but I don't want to lead you into thinking that I'm religious in some way because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not. And this orientation has given me a very strong sense of meaning uh, that feels much stronger than anything I've encountered before. And this is something I will be speaking about uh, at length at another time, this idea of meaning. Uh, what does meaning mean? There are answers to these questions. There are people who are thinking very hard about these and trying to communicate these ideas. But I want to communicate that my primary orientation in this is to enrich and enlighten and to bring awareness and to bring possibility and potential into this short and strange life that we all occupy.